Attention listeners, the Mfab podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> back to the Movies Are Made of Beef podcast, better known as the MFAB podcast. MFAB. You know what that reminds me of? What? I got to say this. I've been thinking about the last few days. I've been thinking about where I've seen it. Have you ever watched, uh... well, you've seen Family Guy. Yeah. There's an episode, a couple episodes where they have Corey's World. Corey's World. It's literally YouTube guy fucking doing like youtube videos in in one episode he gets like into isis and shit it's fucking oh jesus it's ridiculous (laughs) but the beginning of every one of his episodes he's like what is up everybody i'm Corey. welcome to Corey's world (laughs) i mean it just reminds me that every time not to give away where i get mine from but there's another podcast i listen to and that's how the host brings it in and i've just kind of like well you know it sounds good enough and easy enough it, it's yeah it's, yeah, it's super my, easy it's that it's, standard yeah the standard now you know <laughs> that's how people know they listen to a good podcast and they hear right. my voice What's <laughs> <laughs> and then just me laughing in the background <laughs> yep pretty much yeah uh so yeah this is the movies made to be podcast better known as the mfab podcast i am Aaron. M-fab. i'm gavin and it's a special episode today oh yeah yeah it is award season and we're coming to the pretty much epic conclusion of award season. It is literally six years since we've done this. Yes. So <laughs> this is the, I don't even know what the fuck pattern that is. Yeah. Bi- 2017 was the last time we did an Oscar bi- episode. Biannually, by set, set, okay, whenever, annually, these, whenever we decide to. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I myself, Love award shows, love award season. Gavin doesn't give two shits. I I know they exist. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the last time we did this, we had a lot of fun. So we're going to do it again. We are going to give our Oscar picks since they're coming up here. uh, When this episode, I think, comes out, should be a few days away. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. What what are we doing that? What was it the six? Yeah, we're doing the, the big six. six. Big, the big six. six. There best, we go. Best director, best uh, supporting actor and actress, best lead actor and actress, and of course, best picture. And if we have any time left over, maybe we'll throw in one of the, you know, other awards. Possibly, we'll see. Gavin, I know you don't know any of the nominees, so you're kind of going in pretty blind. <laughs> Uh, I choose what needs to be chosen in yes, these situations. Yes. I am picking the movies that need to be talked about. Which is why which is why, why I kind of wanted to do this again because I know one of the uh films that's nominated for a bunch of awards we actually did for an episode not that long ago. So I'm interested to see yeah. um do you stick to the reality of the situation or do you kind of go to your uh what you feel in your heart? You know? Oh, I'm I'm going with the gut baby. All straight right, I gut it. i love it all right so let's uh what do you want to start do you want to start with director um yeah that, yeah well, why not that's one that hasn't been talked about too much um so we'll jump to that first all right 
The nominees for Best Director are Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, otherwise known as Daniels, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. What was that last one? I'm sorry. Ruben Ostlund for Triangle of Sadness. Okay. I believe nah, that's... I haven't even fucking heard of that shit. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I had to do a little research on it. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, foreign film. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Representation in the Oscars this year. Not just in the foreign film category, but across the board. So, um, Oh, that's awesome, actually. I think that's... Oh, God, I can't remember what country it's from. I want to say somewhere in like the Scandinavian region, I think. Don't quote me on that, huh. but... It's got nominated. Doesn't sound like it's going to win anything, but it's getting its recognition. That's for sure. Do you want me to talk a little bit about what I think and then we'll give yours? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm pretty sure I know where this one's going and it's literally going to be just a culmination of a career uh, given to this. So I'm, I'm going to pick, I don't think he deserves it necessarily, but I'm just going to say Steven Spielberg wins for the Fablemans. I did watch this movie the other night. I'll talk about it a little more when we get to Best Picture, but it's it's essentially Spielberg's. So did you just did you just uh, nonchalantly expose your Best Picture? No, no, no. It's okay. it's nominated. I'll talk more about the film when we get to Best Picture. Oh, okay, I, I was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> you um, just dropped a huge bomb there. <laughs> no, it's a it's essentially Spielberg talking. Or it's a film about him growing up and making movies and his his basically his his coming of age story almost um just told wasn't there a movie like that like uh super eight i think yeah but that what was that him i don't think it was him but it was pretty much like uh well maybe it was him i'm not sure i feel like jj abrams was tied to that for some reason it probably has a, a similar hmm. feel to that but i just the way the academy is going to vote on this you know that's this is spielberg he's in his 70s we, you know he's had best picture wins but for him telling his pretty much life story i think they're going to give it to him although i do think the daniels deserve it um just unfortunately uh -huh, yeah. you know they're nominated against steven spielberg for the steven spielberg story pretty much so the hand jobs are going straight to Spielberg, you think? Pretty much. He did win Best Director at the Golden Globes. Um, let me see who won at the SAG Awards. Actually, I don't know if they do a director for SAG Awards, actually. Yeah, I don't think they give a directing award at the SAGs. Um, and I, <laughs> How many times are you going to say SAGs? <laughs> well, that's what they're called. Screen Actors yeah. Guild. So, yeah. Um, he did win at the Golden Globes. So. It's a sad anescaping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, I my pick for directing is going to be Steven Spielberg. That's that's my head pick. My heart pick is obviously with the Daniels, but I'm I gotta say Spielberg. Wow, so you're not even gonna go with your true feelings. You're just gonna go with what you think the Academy is gonna blow. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty I, much. I get it. I mean, right. that happens. Um, I'm a little bit different on this. Um. I went with my gut and okay. uh obviously uh there are directors who need to be you know showcased and yes. for work that they did that is amazing and i uh 
I pretty much went with uh, 1985's Demons with uh, Dario Argento. Okay. Because he he deserves a recognition for that. And this is the year I think he's finally going to get it. All right. Dario Argento for Demons. Okay. Is that part of his trilogy? The, no. the one? No. Okay. No. No. That's, that's uh, Suspiria, Inferno, and Tenebre, right? Tenebre. Yeah. Tenebre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is one of his, I believe it's earlier works. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Tenebrae was 82. So that's yeah, 85. The third in the series. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this was later. But yeah, Demons, it's a quality play, flick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's about yeah. time. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's, yeah. He deserves it. And I think he's going to get it. All right. Cool. He's earned you, it. You it's... never know what's going to happen at these award shows. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and like you're saying, you know, a lot more uh, foreign film sure. people are being recognized this year. And, uh, you know, Dario Argento being an Italian filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't recall seeing too many Italian nominees. So, fuck it. You know, they, 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 we got to weasel one in somewhere. Yeah, and I got I my fingers it, crossed, you know. And I give it to one of the masters. All right. I like exactly. it. Dario Argento. Sweet. All right, let's move on to the first of the acting awards. Supporting Actress. Let me find the nominees. Nominees for Actress in a Supporting Role are Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So... Literally Didn't like, expect to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, forty percent chance everything everywhere walks away with this award. But uh, for which one, though? What do you think? I or let's just so, get to your pick, maybe. Yeah. So I've seen four of these films, um, uh, even though I have the other one. Um, as far as the other award shows go, Angela Bassett actually won at um, the Golden Globes for this. Let's see who won at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Uh, supporting role, Jamie Lee Curtis won at the Screen Actors Guilds. Huh. And I actually really liked her performance in Everything Everywhere. You know, if you remember from our episode, I was shocked to actually see that was her. Yeah, I was thrown off by that too, actually. She had a very, you know, transformative transform transformative i guess it took you a second to realize holy shit that's jamie lee curtis and just the range of i think characters you had you had to play in that movie for any of the actors with the the universe hopping um it's gonna be hard to you know argue against any of the any of those actors winning for that movie i mean stephanie hisu the daughter was nominated in the same category mm-hmm. oh, wow. um, yeah uh, I did see the whale. Hong Chow gave a really good performance in that, in a small supporting role. She was the the caretaker to Brendan Fraser's character in that movie. Um, so that's one where he played a fat piece of shit, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Just reiterating what I think I know. Um, Carrie Condon and the Banshees of Inisherin. and I started to watch that. Didn't make it all the way through, so didn't get too much of her performance. But haven't been hearing too much about her. Um, but I'm going to give my vote to Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I think she was phenomenal and just that perfect supporting role. I don't think she overshadowed anybody in that film, but she had very memorable parts. 
Oh, extremely memorable parts. Yes. Hot dog fingers, of course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just the hot dog fingers, yeah. but the the pro wrestling, the whole fucking you know, stapling a fucking circle to your forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking brutal. And... I will say, don't be surprised if Angela Bassett wins. Um, I guess again, see... this is you know celebrities jerking off celebrities. Yes, so. but also, I don't want to. I don't want to make a political statement, but here, but I know there has been arguments over race representation. I, you know, this could be a way to silence some of the critics, letting a person of color win this award too. So how dare uh, they? This is America, <laughs> damn it! We're racist as fuck. Although, although I do see people of color being well represented at this award show too, not just you know African Americans, Asian Americans, um, mm-hmm. I the, the, no Latinos really, but. Well, this year in general, I mean, I mean, the past few years have been like really moving forward with uh, more colored people. And God, that sounded horrible. <laughs> That's not what I meant. People of color. People of color. Yeah. PC term. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know PC shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the last few years have been very. Uh, forward thinking i guess yeah. is what i'm trying to say very uh, progressive i guess might be progressive right. yeah there yeah. we go so yeah so yeah it's uh nice to see you know people of color actually the majority in this category so you have two asian actresses and and an african-american and then carrie but condon then... carrie condon although she's white she is non-american she's irish so plenty of okay. different yeah, I, I, cultural... I don't know if that's too different but <laughs> no that's still very white but <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give my vote to Jamie Lee Curtis, although don't be surprised if Angela Bassett wins. So Okay, okay. All right. See, I landed a little bit different on this. I went with uh Meryl Kennedy from uh 1994's Night of the Demons 2, okay. where she played Mouse. Cause her character was definitely underrated and I mean it's just a quality fucking flick. I mean, there are so many tits right off the bat. I mean, this hers? this movie was not hers, actually. Oh. She plays a character called Mouse. She has like this weird fucking, you know, half bowl cut on the top, really short bangs <laughs> and fucking long in the back. It's like a, but her character was like Jamie Lee Curtis's haircut and everything. <laughs> oh, no, this is way worse. I, I almost want to send you a picture. Okay. <laughs> I, maybe I will after the show here, but okay. Well, yeah. Breakout role breakout role okay in a in a quality fucking film i didn't even tell you about this i just watched this uh, a couple nights ago yeah and because i got it in the mail and fucking yeah it was 100 percent worth the fucking purchase this is camp at its fucking best I've i think. thought i've thought about buying it it keeps popping up in my amazon no you might like this since you bought this so I've yeah i spent about buying fucking, it. i'm still waiting on part three which i spent like 40 bucks on yeah damn all right, Meryl Kennedy in 1994 Night of the Demons. 1994, yeah, not the first one, not the original. Which first one is an amazing flick by itself, but this one just dives into the campiness of it. It's fucking beautiful. Okay. Right, cool. And her character is mousy as shit. It's she plays she plays the character very well. She's Angela's sister. Angela is the demon essentially. Ah, okay. But, yeah. So she is the supporting actress then. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I actually picked a supporting actress. I that actually made perfect. a pick. I'm I'm trying this year. Not hard, but I'm okay. trying. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right. Let's move on to the actor in a supporting role. 
The nominees are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Kehogan for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Kihoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Man, they are getting a lot of Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, they got, I believe they got like eight or nine nominations. So, damn. Yeah, they are one of the front runners here. You know, um, I'm, I feel kind of bad now for picking this as a B-movie. <laughs> I mean, think at the time it was because when it got released, you know, not a lot of people were talking about it. It wasn't. Yeah, a, there was nothing about it. And that fucking what, drives me nuts. And it, it was such a great movie. Yeah, it wasn't a major release. You know, the, the Daniels were, had really only been known for Swiss Army Men before this. And that was kind of a, uh, you know, either you love it or hate it type film. And yeah. so I think this sl- sl- slid under the radar until people saw it and started talking about it. And now that awards season has come, it's blown the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Good to see, though. So. Which uh, another reason I, I don't want to talk too much about it until we actually get to that. So I'll save comments for that. But yeah, um, it's it's hard for me to not pick against them for anything. So as far as these nominees go, Judd Hirsch. I don't get how he's nominated for this because, I, like I said, I watched The Fablemans. He's literally only in two, maybe three scenes. And this is a two and a half oh, hour movie. Jesus, I hate it. They fucking do that. Yeah. It's like uh, Zombiegeddon. It's like, let's put a bunch of big names on the front of the cover and just have, you know, one second of them in the film. Yeah. It's, it I mean, drives I don't me nuts. think he was like a title credited actor. I know he was, he was probably, you know, listed as a, at the end of, the and so and so but yeah he had i think two or three scenes although very well acted i will give him that but it's judd hirsch he's a great actor he gave a riveting monologue in in one of the scenes but you don't win an award off one fucking scene you know it's a supporting you should should support it throughout the whole film yeah yeah i mean if it's really fucking amazing and heart wrenching and touching and all that shit fucking maybe maybe mm-hmm. but uh yeah it just doesn't seem right yeah, yeah. i guess yeah um my the other one i touch on here that possible winning is brendan gleason and the banshees of Inisherin. um i gotta go back and and watch this movie some more with subtitles on i'll i'll talk about it on as to why but he gave a really you know good performance across the board very the whole point of his character is uh he's not wanting to tell this other person why he did the thing he did and you know it's he's clearly hiding okay. something inside him and it's he's you know fighting something internally and although he's not the main character he's he's the reason that the story gets set in motion and i think he did a good job but i'm gonna stick on everything everywhere all at once train just because again with Jamie Lee Curtis in the last category, Kihoi Kwan, how many different characters do you have to play in this film? You know, you're jumping from universe to universe, yeah. you know, in one universe, you're one thing, you're something totally different in the next. So that range and yeah, it's just range. It's all range. Yes. It's beautiful. And also to somebody that we haven't seen in movies since they were, you know, prepubescent almost. a child a child <laughs> yeah um i didn't even realize it until we were talking about it that that's who that was so yeah to see him still have it i guess is amazing 
and he was so memorable in this film. Uh, I, I gotta give it to Kihoi Kwan, and he has been winning this category and all the other. He won at the Golden Globes, he won at the SAG Awards. I don't see that changing here. Kihoi Kwan, my head and my heart pick for this one. Well, I'm glad you went with the both instead of, you know, just the yeah, yeah jerk. I can't say it enough, jerk off session. <laughs> It's it's just such a good story to see him win. It, it would yeah. be so good. Now, see, I went with a rather obvious pick too. Actually, okay. um, I went with uh, Ted Raimi from uh, 1987's Evil Dead Two, as he played uh, Henrietta. When and you know during that movie, I didn't even know it was him until later on when I read the book and found out. Yeah, he played Henrietta. I'm trying to remember who Henrietta was. That was the <clears throat> Doctor Noby's wife. Okay buried in the basement yep okay she comes out big old fat suit with long neck and sure okay yeah I now. yeah that was definitely yeah. me absolutely fantastic performance yeah you know that's... it's amazing and he did a good job and i feel like he deserves the award for this yes yeah. i i'm sensing the theme here for yours is it's about damn time right <laughs> it's always about damn, damn time. time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of these uh, being overshadowed by these, you know, A-class, quote-unquote, fucking celebrities. Yeah. God damn it. Give give these guys the respect. Uh, Ted Raimi, is the, that's Sam Raimi's brother, I feel? Yep. Younger okay. brother. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's about time Ted gets some of the spotlight, unlike Sam. Yeah, he's played many uh, roles, many, many supporting roles as well. I mean, he was a, what, fucking jockster and xeno warrior princess and fuck. <laughs> so this award is pretty much written for him he's just, exactly he's, he yeah. he's done the work he's put in the time give him his fucking dues that's right perfect um before we leave this category i just wanted to touch do you know who barry keoghan is um uh, maybe um did you see the new batman the one with robert pattinson yes the batman yeah the batman yeah. So he's in line to play the Joker in any of the upcoming Batman films. There was a deleted huh. scene or the bonus scene in that movie <clears throat> where Batman goes to Arkham and speaks with the Joker. Um, you don't get to see much of him, but what you do, I really like what I see. So I might have to go back and watch that because I, I watched the movie. I haven't I think it was one of my red box buys. You can go online, I think, see the the deleted scene or or the post credit scene too, which features him. Um, yeah, like I said, you don't get to see much, but just just his face in general. It's 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 a creepy looking face for the Joker. So I'm excited. You know, hmm. it's it's cool that he's getting recognition for this, but can't wait to see him as the Joker in any upcoming Batman films. That's a tough role to fill. Yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger, Ledger did it right. Jack Nicholson did it right. Mark Hamill voice acted it beautifully. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always going to be my Joker is fucking Mark Hamill. Sure. But uh, yeah, Jared Leto kind of shit the bed. <laughs> I, I'm i part of the minority that didn't mind his Joker that much. It was a different spin. You on barely it. saw it. It was a different I mean, spin, but I liked it. It was a different spin on the look. But the actual like fucking acting, you didn't you didn't see him in too much. There's like what a handful of minutes in the entire movie. Yeah, that's true. And I know I know people didn't like his laugh either. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. But yeah. Yeah. we'll see. We'll have to see how Barry Barry does it. So, yeah. all right. 
It's three o'clock. It is Let's three o'clock. Move on to the big acting awards. Best actress. Where did it go? I just saw it. Actress in a leading role. The nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riceboro for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's every category. It's got something nominated. It's crazy. It, so. And, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but that's going to be my pick for this one, too. I got to go with Michelle Yao. <laughs> um, she has been winning. She won at the SAGs the other night. She won, I believe, the Golden Globes, too. I think. SAGs? The Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> Every time you say it, like, sad ain't escaping. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Yao, she did win at uh, the Golden Globes for the comedy category. I'm not sure who won in uh, the drama Kate Blanchett won on drama. So that's, it's probably going to be between those two. Um, I did want to see Tar before we record. I just didn't get to it. Um, I hear that this movie Tar is kind of like Whiplash, but with a female lead instead of uh, the J.K. Simmons character in Whiplash, if anybody's familiar with Whiplash. So um, I would not be surprised to see Kate Blanchett win this just she's very well respected i know she's either won or been nominated in this category before um, michelle williams could also be a sleeper i didn't care for her performance too much in the fablemans i think there were scenes where she uh, kind of went over the top and just okay didn't didn't seem didn't seem like she was sticking true to the character it just it almost seemed like she overacted some scenes and maybe maybe it was supposed to be like that i just didn't think that looked good um i'm surprised to see anna darmus get nominated for blonde i've heard that movie was trash uh that's the which Mar- one blonde blonde the marilyn monroe biopic that i believe was on netflix uh, that did get nominated for razzie okay 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 <laughs> hold on hold on hold on are you saying it was trash just because you're not a fan of marilyn monroe or no no, I did you actually I, watch the movie? I didn't watch it. I just part. heard it got panned and it's nominated for a bunch of Razzies. So that's why I'm saying it's I heard it was trash. Okay. But uh to Anna Darmus's credit, she looks like a spot on Marilyn Monroe. She's very beautiful. Um, no. Do you by any chance know who she is offhand? <laughs> no. <laughs> did um you've probably seen her naked before. I will tell you that. Oh, more than likely. Did you see the uh, uh knives out the first one no i have not okay she's like one of the main characters in that um blade runner 2049 did you see that no it's too boring okay she gets naked in that movie um she's been naked in a lot of she's been naked in a lot of movies (laughs) she's got great tits i will give her that so Mm. if this was best tits in a leading role she would win hands down but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that would be great if that was an actual fucking the only best other... tits in a leading role goes to. <laughs> I think they do have that award at the uh, the AVN Awards, the Porn Awards. I think that that's well, yeah, that's award. porn though. <laughs> but uh, she's, I mean, she's been naked a lot. We'll give it, put it that way. And the, the other thing you might know her, Ben Affleck was nailing her there for a while before he got back with uh, Jennifer Lopez. So 
Uh, I'll send you a picture when we're done recording. You've probably seen her before, but um, yeah, I don't expect and you to win. We, one way or another, I'm going to see her naked today. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you Oops. will be you will be impressed. I will tell you that. Um, <clears throat> I the, certainly hope so. The other nominee in this category is uh, Andrea Riseborough. She it was kind of controversial. They're supposedly I didn't look don't know too much about it, but uh, they had to investigate her nomination because they thought she did some uh, un what is it un, unethical practices to get the nomination. This this film she's nominated for to Leslie is very was not released very wide I think or something. I just she almost got this nomination taken away to put it that way. So this was this was a lot of what's the word campaigning to get this nomination i don't think she earned it really oh so well i mean that needs to be done sometimes yeah sometimes i mean especially for a film it's better than getting the award just because you're a fucking big name you know like it's trust me it's so nice to not see a meryl streep and olivia coleman uh you know i mean kate blanchett's in it but like these big names that for the last several years olivia coleman was nominated the last like four years in a row and i'm like you can't tell me every one of those performances deserved a fucking award yeah meryl streep's been nominated a bunch of times too but she's good but it's nice to see a lot of different representation here yeah but like i said michelle yao again the range of characters you had to play and everything everywhere and just the you know the emotion she brought to that role she was fantastic i didn't even realize this was the same actress that played the the rich snobby mom and crazy rich Asians. I yeah. didn't even realize. I thought it was, it was a completely different actress. Oh yeah, and she was phenomenal in that movie. She was outstanding in this movie. So there's no way she does not win this award. That's got to be my pick. Is Michelle well, yeah. Yao? Michelle Yao. You know, I'm I'm kind of on the same fence here, and I really don't want to pick someone who is actually being nominated (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you know my head's telling me to pick her obviously because i love that performance i love the whole the whole movie was i mean like i said it over and over it's a fucking it's amazing but since i am who i am i am going to uh obviously make my pick is 2001's Filthy McNasty, my girl, <laughs> Debbie Rashawn. Debbie Rashawn. She deserves it. She is I my agree. Canadian queen. I agree. <laughs> for, for Filthy McNasty? That's what she's yes. looking for? Okay. Not an underrated film. It's rated exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're sticking with your heart, though. You know? Yeah, I have to. I have to. I can't, you know, I can't change I, my ways now. It's, this, <laughs> you know, and even I know you hate jerk off awards, but this would be the jerk off award. She's done what 200 acting credits, it's it's in due time 273, something like that. Yeah, no, 273. I looked okay. it up just <laughs> <the other day>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can't just have that many acting credits and not get an award, you know? Yeah, and I mean, she has some quality fucking roles. I mean, she was in Tromeo and Juliet, she was in Killer Rack, Santa Claus, you know, Claus, not. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Claus. Model believe- Hunger, Dollface, Bikini Bloodbath. I mean, she's been in so many movies. Terra I, I mean, she was, in, was one of my favorites. Yeah, she was in Return to Blood Fart, Blood Fart Lake, too, right? Was she? Yeah, I thought, uh, I, thought I mentioned that in the Filthy McNasty episode. So. Oh, there's 
200 something credits, 273 yeah. credits. I mean, it's just pick one, you know, <laughs> she does quality work and everything she does. So you're saying Debbie Rashawn wins, but don't be surprised if Michelle Yao wins. Yeah. Okay. That's My heart's got to go with Debbie. Okay. All right. I like it. <laughs> We're up to best actor in a leading role. This is one where so there wasn't one from everything everywhere all at once. So huh. we are stepping into different territory here the nominees for actor in a leading role are austin butler for elvis colin farrell for the banshees of inishirin brendan frazier for the whale paul mescal for after sun and bill nighy for living okay i'm sure you're familiar with bill nighy right oh yeah yep. yeah of course um paul mescal the name sounds familiar i'm sure i've seen him in something those are the two i don't don't expect them to win i mean Bravo to getting nominated, but this is really a race between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. Um, See, I have to watch the whale. I I think I have to go back and watch that because I've heard a lot of things about it. It it's Darren Aronofsky, so like you got to go into it knowing you're not going to feel good. Yeah, it's, it's, you're going to be sad afterwards, but and although the ending had some, might have had some redemption arc to it. It's just, you know, you're you're really feeling for this guy the whole movie. And just yeah. you know, the the makeup transformation he went under. I mean, some of his uh, heaviness was uh CGI'd, but as far as face yeah. makeup goes, yeah. Just just making that believable to be that big and, and the the struggles he had to go through in that movie, just just making that believable was great. And as far as, you know, getting the emotions across just yeah. wonderful to him. I haven't seen Elvis, so I'm not yeah, sure. Austin Butler won at the Golden Globes. Um, I think he won at the BAFTAs. I think. Yeah, he won at the BAFTAs, which are the British... Uh, basically the British Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> but Brendan Fraser did win at the SAG Awards, so that's, you know, a huge... Sad anal gapage <laughs> it's a huge plus to uh him possibly walking away with this um Callan farrell could sneak in for the banshees too um i'll have more to say about that in the next category but my my head and my heart pick wants to take brendan frazier for the whale here it's it's deserved this is a guy that's you know especially from my childhood a lot a lot of movies growing up i know this guy from George of the Jungle, the Mummy films, um, Blast from the Past, Blast from the Past, yeah, <laughs> like you know. Encino oh, Man, Come Encino on. Man, Looney Tunes, back in action, um, the Scout, like this guy was a great actor, and then for some reason just fell off the face of the earth. Like nobody wanted to cast him. You know, it's good to see he's coming back though a little. It's you know he's been getting so much love and praise for this from just the the overall film community that this would be the culmination of, you know, a return, you know, return to form for him and it rightfully deserved. This guy had done nothing wrong to deserve uh, the blacklisting that he pretty much got. So the fact that now yeah. he's getting, getting his, did he, did he ever get me too? I think he did, but it did wasn't he, for what I'd have to go look into it. I don't particularly think it was anything he did. 
I think he hmm. spoke out about something. I'd, oh, you can't look, do that nowadays. No, I'll have to look into it more. I'm sorry, I don't have the information for this episode, but there, <clears> there was just a point in time where he, nobody would hire him. He couldn't find any job. What was the, the last movie I think he did was that Furry Vengeance? Where he was uh, like, Oh, okay. It was with the fucking animals and shit. And he yeah. was a lawyer or some shit. Yeah. Like, to was he a lawyer? Was he like a park ranger or some shit? Something like that. But like, to, <laughs> to go from that that to this, you know, is, you know, never giving up, fighting, getting back to, you know, the upper echelon of, of, your craft, which yeah. he deserves, and nothing, no discredit to Austin Butler. I'm sure he was great in Elvis. I've seen, you know, seen scenes, the transformation he went into. That you know, he looked and sounded a lot like him. So yeah, Bravo. I'm not a huge Elvis fan, so I'm probably never going to end up watching that. Yeah, it's also, really but I am long. a fat piece of shit, so I probably will watch the whale. <laughs> so hey, um, yeah. My pick here is for Brendan Fraser, and I really, truly hope he wins. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I mean, we're kind of on the same page here. My head's telling me go Brendan Fraser, even though I haven't seen the flick. I feel like he probably deserves it. But my heart is going to go to an actor who in a flick who actually does deserve it. Um, this is I actually watched this morning. So it's a recent film, 2022. Okay. Recent enough. It could qualify, I guess. But I went with uh, David Harbour from Violent Night, <laughs> where he played Santa Claus killing people. It nice. was fucking amazing. I've been hearing Beautiful to watch. a lot of good things about that. I thought that, I think that might have, well, if it was 2022, no, it wouldn't have been able to. Oh, well, yeah, it might have been. Might have been yeah, able to get in for these awards. So, Well, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once was 2022. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Um, I mean, he did a great job playing the role of like, uh, I mean, they go into like deep lore of Santa, even where yeah. he's like a Viking, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay. and he gets turned into Santa for whatever reason. They never really go too deep into it, but they do go deep into fucking his character as Santa being fed up with fucking bullshit kids being greedy and fucking it's kind of like a mix between Home Alone and fucking silent night deadly night you know okay. i was my next question better than goldberg's performance as santa claus i never saw that one so i can't honestly say okay but i mean this movie it has fucking beverly d'angelo it has fucking john leguizamo oh wow fucking it quality flick what the fuck was the name of the main actor alex hassel oh. I, I i know i've seen him in shit i just can't picture where sure but know the face don't know the name type guy yeah okay but yeah quality flick lots of gore and his performance as santa claus as being just like fed up and fucking (laughs) you know getting stuck in this situation where he has to team up with a kid to fucking take out the guys on the naughty list you know it's an interesting concept you know the real santa's like god i wish i could do that (laughs) Just watches this <laughs> movie sure. to live vicariously through David Harbour's character. <laughs> so, oh, there are some quality fucking kills. There's one where he fucking takes an ice, two a pair of ice skates, and puts them on his fist, and just starts fucking cutting people, you know, by punching oh, them. And he fucking chops dude straight through the neck, and fucking the knife sticks into the wall behind him, and his body just drops, and the head's sitting there on top of the ice skate. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I like your pick. Let's hope he wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. He's done some good work. Even you in, know, you know, Stranger Things and shit. Yeah. I where he's kind of like taken off from there. Whenever I saw him in Stranger Things, I thought he was somebody else, and I can't remember who I thought he was. He he looks like somebody else to me. Hmm. I wonder. Um Craig Sh- Craig Sheffer. Uh, he was no idea who that yeah, is. And I, I figured you wouldn't. He uh uh, he played Keith in One Tree Hill, um, one of my favorite TV shows. So never watched an episode. <laughs> yeah, I would not expect you to. It's a, it's a teen drama. So, uh, did you watch that in between episodes of Dawson Creek? No, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teen drama that involves basketball. That's why I, I got into it. So, uh, okay, but yeah. David Harbour looks very similar to Craig Sheffer. So that's that's who I thought that was when Stranger Things first came out. I was like, ah, it's Keith. Nope, nope, totally, totally somebody nope, different. So. Definitely not. <laughs> all right, all right. We are here. Moment you've all been waiting for. Best picture. Uh, before we go, I actually still hate that this has now been stretched out to uh, you can include up to 10 nominees. Uh, I don't know why. Why, why is there a limit on it? I don't know. I don't know why. It should be every movie should be nominated. True. True. And then based on its fucking merits and you know quality of film, it should be given an award. Not because fucking so-and-so actors in it or so-and-so actors. You know, it should be fucking based on fucking merit so without further ado the nominees for best picture are all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the banshees of inishirin elvis everything everywhere all at once the fablemans tar top gun maverick triangle of sadness and women talking hmm. now this is probably the first year in a long time that I've actually seen quite a few of these nominees. So I'm not just, you know, going off of what other people say. Um, I've seen everything everywhere all at once. I watched the Fablemans the other night. I've seen Top Gun Maverick. I got about halfway through the Banshees of Ed Sheeran, and I did see some of all. It keeps quiet. sounding like you're saying the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the name of that movie is which it's just funny because it's an irish film so and Ed, well he's british but he looks fucking irish he looks so. irish he's red yes, it's it's in a sheeran i-n-i-s-h-e-r-i-n so and i did watch uh, a good chunk of all quiet on the western front the other or yesterday um haven't seen avatar but I saw the first one. I'm sure it's not too fucking different than that. So yeah, I've heard a lot of shit about that too. I heard it's gotten crapped on. So I don't know why it's in the fucking. It's because James Cameron, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, fucking sickening. It should be no surprise at where my pick goes here, but I'll talk about the other ones that I've seen. I first off, I don't get the love for Top Gun Maverick. I do not think it is this level award worthy. It was a very entertaining film. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I own it. I could go back and watch it again someday. I don't get what about it is best picture quality, as you noticed. Oh, it, I, it's Tom Cruise in Scientology. Get, why didn't he get fucking nominated for Best Actor Award? Why nowhere across the board is this nominated? Because Scientology is on its downfall right now, so they can only <laughs> afford one award, and they wanted to go to the biggest one, so Best Picture. True, hundred um, percent makes sense. I will say that if for any of the 
editing awards, it could be a strong contender. Uh, actually being inside cockpits of these airplanes when they were performing maneuvers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, made for really good visuals. So any any you know visual editing awards, audio editing awards, I could see that as a strong contender. Not overall best picture. The story, kind of bland, to be honest. I have a major problem with the main mission of this movie that makes no sense to me. Was it taking down woke leftists? No, you'd have to. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. You got to see the movie, the the big mission that they have to go on. You know, towards in the second half of this movie involves them. They have to blow up this base that's in in like a valley. Okay, and it's a really short hill on one side of the valley and a really steep hill on the other side of the valley. And they got to fly in real low under the radars, come up this little short side, come racing down in. They have about, I don't know, like 10 seconds once they enter this valley to like lock onto the target, shoot the target, fly up out the other side where they're pretty much going to trigger any of the anti um, aircraft missiles that are stationed around. Okay. And you know, and then just try and race out of them. So it's kind of a suicide mission, I guess. My thing is, Dude, this this entire movie is solved with one drone and a fucking bomb. Yeah, my whole thing is <laughs> this movie didn't need to happen. <laughs> Sorry. My whole thing is, wouldn't it be way fucking easier to come in on that steep side and then come out the low side? Like, no, it'd be a lot easier to send a drone in with a fucking that bomb. too. That too. <laughs> just but... just one bomb. That's it. Yeah. nuke them that game too. over but you don't even you need know, pilots nowadays there's an there's another scene where tom cruise is trapped in this wilderness and he's being hunted by an attack chopper from the the bad guys and he goes and hides behind a fallen tree and apparently this rotted out piece of wood is supposed to protect him from this fucking missile laden helicopter shooting at him oh so it's straight up a fucking <laughs> refrigerator getting yep. nuked in uh yep. indiana jones yep exactly <laughs> yep <laughs> so it you know i and i get it it's a movie it's, it shouldn't all make sense but there's some things especially if you're being nominated for best picture some you gotta stick to you know especially if the rest realism, of the, maybe. yes if you're if it's a realistic movie stick to you know realism as best you can so again that scene would have been easily done with just a drone hunting them down <laughs> instead of an attack shot we don't need pilots i am sorry pilots you want to fly a commercial jet yeah go for it still getting paid but war nowadays is just fucking and video games and the love story they try and force in there between him and jennifer connelly so fucking unnecessary just well they didn't have the gay tension of the first movie right between him and goose no because it's goose's son in this one Oh, and he's a little bit too old to be tapping that. So, well, Goose's son doesn't like him for oh. reasons. Uh, you got to watch the film to understand why it's a stupid fucking reason. For yeah, I don't need to watch the film, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's entertaining. I'll give it that, but not not to this level award worthy. Um, the other film that I did see, we'll talk. Well, I'll talk about the Banshees first. Um, I got to go back and watch that. And I need to watch it with subtitles because it is, it's an Irish film. Martin McDonough, Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell, Kerry Condon, they're all Irish actors. No. Super fucking thick Irish accents across the board nice. that I was having a hard time following the dialogue. Um, 
Mm-hmm. For just the example I've been telling everybody, they don't say fucking. They say feckin'. 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 <laughs> What's your feckin' problem? You know, so, and like some of their, their dialogue. Isn't that your heritage? Yes, I am Irish. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I feel if I watch it with subtitles, I could I could follow the dialogue a little more. Can't even understand your own fucking people. Pretty much. <laughs> um, what I did watch of it, and what I did get to comprehend, it it's a story I do want to go back and finish. Very witty. Um, it's going to be a very dialogue driven movie. I can see that. It's essentially Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. They're best friends. Been best friends for years. They go every day to the pub and have a pint. This is very uh, 1900s Ireland. One day, Brendan Gleeson tells him, I don't want to be friends anymore. I don't like you. Well, that's shitty. And doesn't tell him why. And that's where that sets in motion the events of the movie. So huh. I, I do want to go back and visit it. What I saw of it, not bad. Definitely see how it got nominated here. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front it is currently on Netflix. It's a French film about the german soldiers of world war one namely this group you follow they're just teenage boys that are you know gung-ho about going going to the front lines going to be a soldier pew 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 yeah awesome (laughs) and then they get out on the front lines and they're like what the fuck did we sign up for yeah i realize it's fucking hell on earth yep um netflix does have it dubbed so you don't have to worry about subtitles there um i just it was kind of boring to me. I, I I don't. Maybe it's just me. I don't really care for war movies. I think no. it's, I, I think it's kind of all the same thing. Like yeah, war sucks. War's hell. It's brutal. We know. I don't think I we feel need... the same way about Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I I I just think it's very hard to keep putting out movies to just reiterate the same emotion the same facts and 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 expect to get non-similar responses you know like the a guy at work was telling me about it and they're like oh this film's so fucking brutal brutal yes i i still think saving private ryan was br- more brutal than this was it no i don't know yeah and my big thing with it i was bored i didn't understand what the plot was i didn't understand what i was supposed to be following with this story it, it made some really big time jumps that made no sense to me. So huh. um, it did yep. really well at the BAFTAs, though. So I'm nervous. Yeah, the thing it. is, is if I haven't heard of it before the Oscars, I'm probably not going to hear about it after the Oscars. It This is one of them ones that get got released here within the last month. And now it's it's gaining a lot of traction real fucking quick. So I'm I'm worried mm. that this could come in and sweep a bunch of and you know it's oh, not nominated. Shitty. Yeah, um, it won at the BAFTAs obviously because it's a you know it's a French European film. So it won yeah. a bunch of awards over there. But this is really the only one it's nominated for over here. The other film mm. I saw was The Fablemans. It's Spielberg. It's basically Spielberg's you know childhood story. And is it his opus? his grand fucking design is this like is it everything you would expect from a spielberg film yes and no i i for the technical aspects of it you know production design costumes lighting you know shot cinematography it's fantastic i I, you know spielberg has you know an eye for that he knows how to do that as as far as the story goes 
if this if this wasn't Spielberg, I don't think people would give two shits about this story. Really? It okay? He's a he's a kid that wants to make movies and grows up in a family, and then oh, his mom, you know, spoiler alert, uh, might be having an, an affair with his dad's best friend. Hmm. Okay, cool. So what you're telling me here essentially is you only feel it got nominated because it's Spielberg. Yeah. And I don't think people. I don't think people care about this. Is because this story is Steven Spielberg. Like if this was just some random person that grew up wanting to make movies that, you know, didn't make mean di- shit. didn't make yeah. Jaws, didn't make Indiana Jones. Like we, nobody would care because you got a hard time trying to get sympathy out of me when this whole movie, your dad is one of the founding forces of modern computers. You know, you're not poor. You grew up in a very privileged household. You, you know. <laughs> Your mom was just a slut. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they tried to weasel in some of the anti-Semitism he had to grow up with, which granted, you know, that's stressful for anybody that has to go through that. No. But I I, I think there's other demographics of people that have gone through far worse than what Spielberg went through. Just no. Some, <laughs> some, some bullying about being Jewish, you know, like, uh, uh, that's why it's it's a decent movie i will give it that you know it's for for what it is technically it's very well you know but like i said with michelle williams and the acting some parts just felt overacted and i was hmm. was really shocked that paul dano didn't get nominated for this paul dano is a very underrated actor everything he does is good um are you are you I familiar with him I, yeah oh have you seen he was in there will be blood I own that. Um, he was in Little Miss Sunshine. I have yet to see that. And I don't want to actually. Uh, he was in the movie Prisoners. He did really well in that. Have you ever seen The Girl Next Door with Alicia Cuthbert? No. No. That's that was one of his first roles. He played he played Klitsy in that movie. A nerdy kid. <laughs> Sorry. Nerdy, nerdy, shy kid that uh, has a horrible towards, name. Yeah, towards the end of the movie, you find out he's got a huge, huge schlong. So, not a clit sized one, really. No. Yep. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I heard clit, and my mind just went, <laughs> yeah. He's a guy that you've seen his face, you just might not recognize the name, and and you know when he's been in a movie, he's given a really great performance, and he. Kind of gave a pretty good performance in this. And Seth Rogen was in it, of all people, too, huh. as a supporting character. But none of these compare to, obviously, my pick. Everything, everywhere, all at once. We did an episode on it. We talked about it. I gave it a 10 out of 10, I believe. Yeah. I... And, you know, I'm just not even going uh, to... I got no jokes for this. This is unprecedented, but I'm actually going to pick a movie from the list as you're going to pick women talking one and it is you know what (laughs) nope (laughs) no it's uh everything everywhere all at once i mean quality fucking cinema yeah to me this movie has everything you will feel so many range of emotions watching this you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry you know you're gonna feel you're gonna feel shit watching this movie yeah this is the first movie in an Oscars that I feel really deserves the award. Yeah. And it's actually in it. So, yeah. 
everything. I hate to be one of those guys who picks a movie that's like in the actual fucking thing, but I kind of have to because I enjoyed this movie so much. Yeah, this this movie, I. Gavin, can you agree with me? This movie kind of triggered us to get the podcast back going. I maybe it it might have been. We'll say I don't want to say it was the reason. I will say it it definitely. I had different reasons, but it got the spark. I think it helped get the spark going. Mm-hmm. I just remember there was a, a while where you know we had kind of uh, lost touch, and just one day you messaged no. me and Tyler like, "Holy shit, go see everything everywhere all at once." No, Which, Tyler, if you're fucking listening. Sure, hope you have fucking watched this movie because I gave you the goddamn. Has he dig- fucking not watched it yet? I gave him the digital code months ago, and I told him, Son and of Brittany, a bitch. watch this fucking movie." So, Tyler, you better have watched this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. What the hell? I mean, I don't know what more I want to say. About you may him. remember Tyler from uh, our episode on Brain Scan. Yeah. He was actually a guest, our first guest, our first guest. Yeah, and we're gonna berate the shit out of until he sees this fucking movie. <laughs> yes. God damn it, Tyler! Get on your fucking shit. And yeah. Do it. Um, ev- everybody that's asked me about this film at work, you know, have you seen it? I'm like, yes, fantastic. Go see it. You Go need see to it. see this movie. Uh, I bought the DVD copy, and then I bought the 4K Blu-ray because I wanted a better copy of this. No, a more nice copy. See, I got I saw it in theaters, obviously. Mm-hmm alone <laughs> and then uh you gave me your uh dvd copy yep after i had bought it in redbox so i bought it in redbox after seeing it in theaters and then ended up getting the dvd copy from you <laughs> and it, it's that good it might not hurt to own two copies you know? yeah i actually gave that copy to my <clears throat> sister-in-law because oh. she wanted to see it so Perfect. and actually they were showing that movie at uh epic where she works recently and she invited me because oh, she was nice. taking my nephew with her and she was like oh you want to go with and i was like no it's kind of late <laughs> but one guy at work said he like he thought he was taking an ass trip watching this movie and i'm like yeah i can i could definitely see a little bit some yeah. a little bit of that it's just the, like i said so much happens in this movie every range of emotion the acting performances are great i think the direction was fantastic by these guys but there's nothing to not love about this movie yeah, it's, I don't want to say perfect, but it's damn close. It's damn close, yeah. And everywhere I've gone, even people that have, you know, on top 10 lists of the year, people have, you know, maybe ranked this at three or, or four. Nobody has said anything bad about this movie. No. I've not heard a bad word. So. Oh, makes sense. I, And to its credit, it's... Um, it did not win at the Golden Globes. It was nominated for the musical or comedy. The Banshees of Inisherin won at won at the Golden Globes. However, it did win at the SAG Awards, and it was not nominated at the BAFTAs. But there are other bunch of films there, so I'm hoping the momentum coming off the SAG Awards really propels this to an Oscar win because it fucking deserves it. No. It, I just hope they can come up with something else. Yeah. Because I'm the Daniels. I'm curious to see more of their work now, you know? Yeah. They, I, I mentioned it earlier. They did Swiss Army Man. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? I have not seen it yet, but I don't have a copy. So it makes eventually, me, it makes me want to go back and watch it. Yeah, me if too. This, if this is what they're putting out, you know? So no. 
it it just goes to show the staying power of this movie. Like you said, when did you see it? Back I saw it when it first came out, yeah. Beginning of twenty twenty two. Yeah, back in February ish, probably. Yeah, this has been, been around a whole year. Yeah. And people are still talking and raving about it. That says something. You know, that's I I am one of the people that kind of think the Oscars shouldn't be given for films that year. You should wait a couple years and then revisit. In nine days, it'll be a year it's been out. Wow, that's insane. That's when we recorded this on March 2nd. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else to say about everything, everywhere, or any of these other ones? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> I said anything anything else to say about the awards? Or is there any other awards you want to throw some love at? I got nothing. Um, it's, you know, like I said, a jerk-off fest with one movie in it that I feel like deserves to be there. But sure. The the one other category I might want to touch on, just because uh, I'm kind of hoping to see this one win, is the animated feature film. There's a a film I'm waiting for it to come out uh, on Terror Tunes 4 Debbie Rashawn <laughs> <laughs> I think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is going to win just because it's Guillermo del Toro but there's a little film called Marcel the Shell with Shoes on I've heard about that it's big a, kids film right no not necessarily it's uh, Jenny Slate do you know who she is uh I don't know why you ask me these questions. <laughs> because you do know who these people are. I'm just seeing if you've probably. Um, she was on SNL for a while. Have you watched Parks and Rec before? I've seen episodes. She's uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein, John Ra- John Ralphio's sister. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah, I know who the, she is. She voices a character in Big Mouth. She does a lot of voice work. She's yeah. very good with her voice. She, oh, she was in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Big nose. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. Duh. Wow. Okay. I'm dumb. So yeah, she voices I'm not good Mar- with names. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we know. She voices Marcel in this movie. It's 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 a story about this little shell. Shell. And she has a family with shoes. With shoes yeah. And she uh, she has a family that has gone missing and she, it's all about how she starts she tries to go viral and try and find her family. And I don't know much more about that, but I, I hear really good things about it. And it's the only reason I think it, it might not win is because it's half animated, half real. It's yeah, kind of like it's kind of mo- kind of mockumentary ish. So, okay. But uh, Puss in Boots is also nominated, and I've heard <laughs> from a lot of people that that it was really good, which really shocks me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new one, right? Yeah. About his nine lives. Yep. See, I've heard more about that than I've heard about half the movies on the fucking. <laughs> but yeah, as far as other categories, you know, cinematography. Don't know who could win there. Costume design. Um, Babylon. That's a movie I thought would be nominated for Best Picture. Didn't get any love outside of uh, costume. Let's see if we got nominated anything else. Uh, Costume design. I bet it got SAG award for sad anal garbage. <laughs> um, for you know, elephant butthole. 
It's the only part of the movie I know because you told me about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, music, the original score. I would love to see it win for the score. It had a fantastic score. Um, but yeah, uh, it's in production design too. Got a lot of technical nominations, but uh, really surprised it didn't get a best film. And then I, I think that has to do with it being the long. Oh, okay. ask, go listen to any review or, or ask any about anybody about it. That film probably dragged on about 20 minutes too long. The last 20 to 30 minutes just felt real unnecessary. So, but other than so that, like showgirls, no showgirls dragged on and had a bunch of that's, unnecessary shit. That's because it's a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> After it could have been minutes. done in an hour and a half. It was two hours and eight minutes long. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. No, the, I mean, Babylon was three hours and eight minutes. Jesus. Probably What's up with that been... eight minute mark? <laughs> there, there's a whole scene. Never at end the your end. movie on eight minutes because it'll be garbage. There's, and a drag whole, out. there's a whole scene at the end where one of the characters, they, there's a big time jump towards the end, and he goes into a theater in like the late 50s and watches a movie. And just kind of has a breakdown as he remembers what he's been through. And then it's just kind of, they just start showing clips, the future of cinema from that point. So like there's clips from fucking Indiana Jones. There's clips from Back to the Future and Singing in the Rain and all this. And it's just like, what is happening? What is yeah, this? Why? <laughs> it's like, we I, I get it. This movie is a love letter to the golden age of cinema. But like, okay, we we understood that two hours ago. You can stop now. <laughs> so <laughs> it is coming out on DVD. I probably will buy it, but I, I just really surprised I didn't get that much love. But uh, it was yeah. that long, and you're still gonna buy it? Yeah, I'd watch it again. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Lots of boobs in it. So Margot Robbie. Man, Flash. Night of the Demons too, man. I'm telling you, Margot Robbie flashes a nipple. So. Oh my God, a nipple! <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, oh, Wolf, of, Wolf of Wall Street, she's naked in that, and that's three hours long. So, speaking of sex and nipples, one of my supporting actresses' options was going to be uh, Darcy the Male Girl oh, from Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. <laughs> Last driving. Let's just give her some credit all around the yeah. of boobs. Yeah. Darcy, I love all her work. All of it. All of it. <laughs> I have seen lots of parts of her. <laughs> about five minutes of each one i uh was i remember when i started watching joe that was bob a masturbation joke if you didn't catch it <laughs> i started watching joe bob briggs and i was like oh my god i messaged you i'm like holy fuck darcy the mail girl i went right to fucking <laughs> instagram look her where what else has she done oh my god she has done porn okay let's find it <laughs> so and that's the rest of my night. I haven't watched an episode of Joe Bob since. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I I could see her getting a nom. Definitely oh, from yeah. you. Yeah. You're telling me that uh, Meryl Kennedy beats her out? I mean, you know, the movies <laughs> Darcy has been in are, you know, porn. So <laughs> she's, done, she's had small roles in other things. Yeah, true. But yeah, yeah, I... I just really like Night of the Demons too, okay. and she was the only one I could think of. <laughs> okay, maybe next year. Maybe next year, Darcy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. you're on the <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
we have shown a lot of love today to some films that definitely deserve it. Oh yeah. On both ends. So I know if, I have. <laughs> if you want to show us some love, head on over to social media. Yeah. Throwing up the horns for that awesome segue. <laughs> head on over to beautiful. social media. Find us on Instagram. Uh, uh, M- eh, MFAB podcast. Thank you. Or is there an underscore how you, there? How do you not know this shit by I now? I can't fucking remember. Go find us on Instagram. Search movies from A to B or uh, at MFAB podcast. We're on TikTok uh, at MFAB underscore We have a TikTok. Yeah. It's probably where we're most active. We do still have a Facebook open. Uh, search movies from A to B or MFAB podcast. And hit us up on Gmail if you got recommendations, questions, just want to talk shit to us. Uh, MFAB podcast at gmail.com. And while you're at any of those places, you know, feel free to uh, give us a five-star review, you know? Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what we yearn for. It makes us feel good inside. Yeah. Well, yeah, it uh, helps us get seen. And, you know, the more we get seen, the more uh, we can make more stuff. And yeah. eventually we can make a life out of this. Yeah. Making money. We appreciate you. Your livelihood. We can stop caring about our fucking boring ass jobs and divulge our time and yeah. effort into this, you know. I would love to just dive into this every day if I yeah. didn't have a fucking nine to five fucking yeah. job every day. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have tons of movies I want to watch. I keep buying them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch them and I yeah. want to talk about them. So when we weren't doing the podcast, I stopped buying DVDs and now I've spent way too much on DVDs, yeah, <laughs> Blu-rays and fucking. I'm trying to think if I stopped for him and I probably didn't. I always, I, that's one of the, I go to Walmart and just go right. Like it never changes, but I'm like, hmm, maybe today I'll buy something. I mean, you did catch up to me within those years that we kind of yeah. weren't recording, you know? I think I'm at 11, 18 now. Yeah. I don't know what I'm at anymore. Cause I I'd just, have to go through and count. I, I just, have DVDs hidden everywhere. So within the last, within this week, it's Thursday. Within this week, I bought nine movies. <laughs> um, let's see. I got three. Oh, I bought two this morning. I'm actually watching uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent right now. Going to finish that up after this. And Violent Night I bought this morning. Yeah. I bought, so the, Fab- I bought the Fablemans the other day. And and then I bought the four disc set of all the Hunger Games movies. Couldn't believe I didn't have them. Oh, and weird. then they had a four disc set of the Omen movies. Nice Omen one, two, three, and then the remake with Julia Stiles. So, okay, nice. Yeah, that's actually one I never really dove into was the Omens. Me neither, but I've been seeing them on that uh, In Search of Darkness show on Shutter. Kind of want to yeah. watch them a little bit, so. But uh, we're starting to ramble here, so I'm sure you don't want to. Yep. <laughs> so we'll save that for our next episode of Ramblings, I guess. But uh, we hope you enjoyed this Oscars special. Go check out the Oscars uh, if you want, or. Uh, you can don't. avoid it if you want, yeah, or don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will post these on our Instagram pages. So come on over and share your thoughts. We'll see what happens on March 12th. But for now, we are going to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed listening, and we hope to see you next time. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. 
Peace. Bye.